When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. Yeah, boss. Oh, it's sweaty in here, isn't it? It is sweaty. Episode 187. I've been waiting for this for a while because the California Penal Code defines Section 187 as the crime of murder. Hence, a load of 90s uh, rappers talking about 187 this, 187 that. That's where Ah, it comes from. Oh, nice. Five or coming. The number 187 has been used by gangs throughout the United States and elsewhere as a synonym for murder. I would like to congratulate whoever uh, recommended the TV show Detroiters to me. Um, featuring Tim Robinson, a man who I recently discovered on Netflix doing the um, I Think You Should Leave with Tim which Robinson. Which is fun. It's fantastic. Um, he's got a um, two the series. The bones are them, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, um, oh, man. I can't get enough of that. Um, and he did a series uh, with the other guy who was in that TV show, I Think You Should Leave with Tim Robinson, and also Veep, um, the silly uh, bloke who um, just can't get anything right. Um, he is in the TV show and they play like um, kind of like ad agency guys. Uh, classic TV show I love. Runs for two seasons and get cancelled. And gets uh, instantly cancelled. That's how it works, though, don't That's how it, it works. But um, Amazon Prime uh, is on there and I bought both series and it's fucking, fucking brilliant. Stop swearing, Peter. No. There's no need for the naughty. You want a bit of this? Yeah. I think this should, this should run under the whole show. <laughs> I just... I want, it makes me want to look into a camera and put a smile. <laughs> it makes you want to sell something on QVC. Yeah. We'll be back with Steve Watley, who'll be... Do you remember Steve Watley? No. Leave this. Don't, don't, don't yeah, turn this off. Do you remember um, Steve Watley? He was a QVC presenter of the sort of mid-90s who used to sell um, kind of like... He, he, he's, um, his brand was Zhuzh. He used to talk about judging something up quite a lot. Oh, yeah, yeah. So he kind of adopted that as his thing. He's like, all right, then let's judge, let's judge something up. Right. Um, and he was kind of very... Did he speak like that? He, he, a little bit, yeah. Was a bit, I think he's... Or maybe he talked a bit like this. Actually, I think he might have talked a bit like this, actually. Okay. Uh, um, he was a bit Dale Winton, but um, and and he got uh, in trouble for being accused of uh, licking a lady. Oh, dear. Yeah. I think he might have killed himself. That's take... <laughs> uh, I think he killed himself. <laughs> oh, bring that Steve, to a crashing halt. Steve Watley. Um, Did he kill himself? Pete, can you bring that bed back in? Because Indecent, I want to... uh, assault chat. Well, I've gone. I've moved. On. He's, he was. He was known as Gadget Man, Mister Diamonique, Waters, and Mister Judge. Uh, he died in uh, Hertfordshire, forty-six, and death. Mm. Yep, he was the breakdown of his marriage five months earlier, after the uh, licking, indecent <laughs> assault uh, charges, and then he committed suicide. Chilling. Absolutely chilling. Du, 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 du. On July 20th, 1969, 50 years and two days ago, the Apollo 11 lunar module, Eagle, landed <laughs> on the lunar surface. Oh, lovely old job. Had on a little bounce around. Do you know back. what's quite interesting about that? <clears throat> Is that it, Everything? They only stepped out on the moon, onto the moon, hmm. six hours after they landed. 
You'd be, I'd be chomping at the bit to get out there. Hang on, what? So they landed. They landed. They got six to do hours their, later. They got to do their diagnostics. I guess so. But six hours later. Like, do you reckon they'd be like, um, <clears throat> it's the end of my shift. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to have a snooze. This for is my union hours. detects actual <laughs> tea break. So I cannot. Are you work haven't got the unions now? Yeah, I am. Fuck them. Fuck them. Fuck everyone. Yeah. Listen, they didn't get paid any extra money as we worked out and we, we, we checked that out ages ago. But anyway, 50 years ago now. It's mm. crazy, isn't it? It's gone 50 years and, and people haven't been back for a very long time, have they? Is it the Chinese are a big on it? I can't remember who's planning. Was it the Indians? You can tell a lot about... See, the Indians is a bit weird, isn't it? The yeah. Indians. Sounds problematic, but I'm presuming... Especially over this bed. <laughs> <laughs> the Indians. Yeah. Do, do you know that... Um, I, I personally think it's a great litmus test, the type of person you're talking to, or whether they believe that man went to the moon or not. It's a great, it's a great leveller. Yeah, does anybody actually believe, does anybody truly believe that, or is it just like a What, well, that really, didn't happen? I think it's like probably the oldest, um, what do you call those things? Uh, conspiracy theories. Conspiracy theories that you ever sort of experienced when you were so, a kid. But, it, like, but it, can, it can occasionally absolutely blindside you, because about a week and a half ago, um, I was with my mate, and I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to name him. Yeah. I don't know if he listens or not, but I'm going to name him. Mm. My mate Blair Dunlop, mm. he's, a, he's a singer-songwriter, okay. some repute. Yeah. Um, he's from Music Royalty. He's Ashley Hutchins' son. Mm. Ashley Hutchins has been one of the main guys of Fairport Convention, seminal British artist. Yeah. Anyway, he came around my house a week and a half ago or whatever because we have a catch-up whenever he's in town because he's always travelling around. He's like a troubadour, basically. Yep. But when he's in London, he comes and says hello. Anyway, I never spoke to him about um, space travel before. Yeah. <laughs> it's just never come up. Yeah. So he's a perfectly normal person. Mm. Likes, likes, likes what he likes. Um, you would never think it of him. It looks quite cool as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then all of a sudden, we're sat in the back garden having a drink, and he says, "Yeah, I've got, I've got a real big problem with the moon landing." <laughs> and you think, "Where's that come from? Where is that?" It's such come a basic. From? It is a quite a. Again, it's it's one of your like it's your entry drug, isn't it, to conspiracy theories? Yeah, it, it's kind of like a ooh. You think it's the stepping stone? It's the stepping stone. You think it's your first, your yeah, first smoke of cannabis resin? Yeah, it massively is. Yeah, it's it's, it's the first. It's put in the microwave for five minutes, and then is it five minutes? I don't. You put how long do you put resin in the microwave for? I never used to put to it in soften the it microwave. so you can cut it. Yeah, maybe we just had particularly blunt knives. In what do you think? House. What do you think about it? Um, what do you think mean? about people who think it? Um, I think they are educationally subnormal. Yeah, um, unfortunately, are they, are they just they're just dreamers. They're just like, you know, I, I, I believe in things, but I don't believe in this particular nonsense. It yeah. seems inconceivable when you see the moon in the sky. You're like, why, how did we get there? That's crazy. That's crazy talk. Do you think it's because people can't put their head around the actual achievement? How long did it take? Uh, I think it took, it took 12 days, something like that, right. to get there, to do the thing and come back again or something. Right. I think so, yeah. Like, if we had, like, a rocket now, how quick rockets are, I presume they're quicker now. How quick we would get there? Like, could we, do we like create like a concord of rockets to get to the moon real quick? Well, there's talk of a um, there's talk of a space tether, isn't there? Right. But apparently, the one that possibly it's been mooted that one of the most efficient ways to get up into space is with a space tether. But I think that's only I th- the thing is when you talk about man in space now, yeah, man and w- men and women in space now, astronauts in space on the space station and all that stuff. That's actually only near Earth orbit. It's not mm. proper space. It's not going to moot the moon. Yeah. You know. Um. Well, here's something. Here's a paradox that I'd quite like people who are cleverer than us listening, and that's everyone, to, to debunk, is this, right? You're talking about a lo- very vast distances. To go, say, in science fiction, that people want to travel l- light years away. Mm. Lo- loads and loads of distance mm. away. Thou- millions of miles away. Because I think the moon is 250,000 miles away. So we're talking yeah, about way past that, right? It's 10 times the circumference of the Earth. Apparently. Right, okay, fine. Um, that's an interesting anomaly about the, 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 the lunar eclipse, isn't it? 
the moon is, I think, 400 times smaller than the sun, mm, but it's also pretty much exactly 400 times closer. Nice. So that's why it matches up. Nice. Yeah. Um, anyway, say you want to send, send a rocket ship miles away, and say it takes 50 years to get there. Mm. Okay. The paradox I've thought of in my own mind, right. which is probably easy to bunk, but I can't think how. If you and I create a rocket that can get there in 50 years, yeah. what's to say in 20 years' time, people don't invent one that it's gets quicker. there quicker, right. which is there was no point sending the first one. Well, don't they have to, in most um, of those kind of space explosion things, they have to, um, by the time that thing has already um, got to where it needs to be, we are 20 years down the down the line of development. They have to start development. Like, there'll be rockets that are getting fired off now that were developed 15 years ago. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. so it takes such a long time to get everything sorted out anyway. So to add on that, yeah. So but I, when I, you when you but when you when you factor in the the, the distances, mm. which is basically takes years and years to get somewhere, mm. the, the the progress is still happening on yeah. Earth, isn't it? Yeah. I'm just saying that at some point it's going to overtake it, and you're going to ask a bit pointless. <laughs> I don't think it would overtake it at that speed, would it? We don't know, Pete. And I mean, I, you, I don't what, know. So, I mean, the, the only difference between on, you and I here is so I'm admitting I don't. The know. The fantasy in your head is is like three men in a rocket, or three women in a rocket, looking out the window and seeing one absolutely streak passing up. Well, that's a fucking shit show. It's annoying. That's annoying, isn't it? That's that's, that's my life. Radioing back to base. Uh, hi guys. No major issue, but I think I've just seen a faster rocket. And <laughs> yeah, we weren't going to tell you. I haven't seen my family for twelve years. <laughs> what gives? <laughs> <laughs> What's going on? Unbelievable. And then Mission Control going. Sorry, we're having a bit of problem with the communication. <laughs> um, speaking of the uh, moon landers. Sorry, we're. Uh, sorry, we're. Uh, I can't remember. Let's do the rest of the shot. This. I can't really hear you. Uh, in the, the um, in the excellent BBC World Service podcast series, which I think is called Thirteen Minutes to the Moon. Right. They announced. Ben appears in, in that that um, the average age of the Mission Control employee for right. the Apollo Eleven moon landings yeah. was fifteen. Is <laughs> it like the war? It was fifteen. Yeah. <laughs> Was it? Okay, they were 15 years old. Yeah. Okay, no, they were 27. Oh, that's the average cool. age. And they killed themselves right? like um, the rock stars. No, doesn't get doesn't get no better than that. No, they didn't kill themselves. Get, I was listening to. Um, I, I look at a lot of crash videos uh, when planes crash. I know and, you do. Um, I, find, I find it chilling. Yeah, it really is. Um, I don't but, know why you do it. Well, a ja- there was a, the Japanese guys and they crashed in the mountain somewhere, and um, they were like. They were speaking in English, because obviously the international language of um, air traffic control is English. Correct, yeah. And um, when they were under high stress, they would switch to Japanese. And they were like, Haneda was going, don't worry, you can speak, continue to speak Japanese. And they were like, right, fine. And then they just instantly smashed into a mountain. So, Why are you telling me this? I can't remember. <laughs> oh, because it sounded a bit like this. Oh, okay, right. Yeah, Moshi, moshi. So if you are flying... I'm fucked. If you are a German flying a Italian airline... Mm. Over South America, yeah, it's all English. It's what? It's all English. Yeah, 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 yeah the whole yeah. thing is English. It's fun. Different. Yeah, yeah. There's a brilliant book about it called Skyfaring. I talked about it on the show before. Mm. I think it's worth worth a read. Beautifully written. Um, just to change trains. That, if planes. you ever, if you ever want a little bit of, if you ever want, we were talking about uh, Megan Rapinoe and also um, men who think that they could win a oh, fight off Serena yeah. Williams and stuff yeah. a little while ago. Um, if you ever want to see the detritus of uh, male uh, fragile ego. Um, just go into the comments when uh, a plane uh, crash is happening in the, in the um, air traffic control uh, conversation they're having, like, could you please uh, ascend to so many feet? And he's gone, yeah, no, my plane's fucked. I'm going down. See you later. 
um, and they're screaming, and, and the co-pilot is usually screaming. I'm going, fucking hell, Charlie, get the fucking co-op, go on! Why are you listening to this? What? Why are people uploading this? Fascinating, just absolutely fascinating to, to, to listen to um, people's final um, words while they're just trying to fucking write a, write a really wrong ship and then them coming out the other side and, and realising that it's all for nothing and I we think, are but meat. I think you might need... Help. Yes. Yeah. I'm going to give you the number of someone you can talk to. <laughs> you don't know any. I don't. Um, but, uh, yeah, and it's fascinating. And um, the people, the, and they are all men, uh, in the comments going, well, he should have uh, done this and he shouldn't have been That's screaming. Brilliant. And he shouldn't have been screaming as his plane hits a fucking hangar That's amazing. at 150 miles an hour. That's amazing. Uh, he should not have been screaming yeah. like that. He should have kept a cool head. Mate. Yeah. Absolute fucking bellend. Yeah. So there's that aspect as well. Yeah. Just enjoying kind of armchair fucking aeronaut, aeronautical enthusiasts giving it, it the reminds me. It reminds me of... Um... From their fucking wank... I think, was, I think it was Kevin Hart, the comedian, who was on Joe Rogan. Right. And they're talking about internet haters. Yeah. And then they talked, and Kevin Hart said he used to have a, I think it was Kevin Hart, so they used to have a real problem with it. He used to get him down, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. And he said, I think he said something and like... And then Joe Rogan mentioned some UFC. No, he, no, he said, I woke, up, and I woke up one morning and thought, you know what? Michael Jordan's my hero. And Michael Jordan ain't comment on no YouTube video. So fuck it, <laughs> fuck it. <laughs> yeah, those people. I mean, what are they doing? Is, is it not? Mm. I I just assumed that half of them would be bots or something. No, they're they're, they're pretty. If you ever put any, if you ever if you're ever on a video that has some repute or it has some uh, like a large amount of comments. Like obviously, I do a bit of work with LeBron Japan, uh, and he's a fairly well known uh, Japanese vlogger. Um, and do people still say vlogger. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Oh, yeah, yeah. Fair enough. You'll never catch me sleeping, bro. Uh, cyber, cyber vlogger, yeah. Cyber vlogger on, yeah. The, on the interwebs. Um, yeah, and like just the how many people, just the just the, uh, the the vast proportion of people, like how many people actually comment on YouTube videos. There's a whole. It's not something I've ever done because no. I don't need anybody to know no. what I've been looking at on YouTube. To be quite frank, no. yeah, I, well, I don't want to even be logged in. <laughs> Well, Incognito mode. Yeah. Um, mate, just changing trains really quickly before we go to emails because I wanted to bring this to the table. Guardian website do a section, a regular section called Are You Doing It Right? And it's right, part okay. of the health and well-being section. Yeah. And uh, Are I, you watching are you watching videos of Are you commenting control? on YouTube right? No, <laughs> and the one I saw um, last week, which I wanted to bring to your attention, is how to chew your food properly. Okay. And I've got a feeling, Pete Donaldson, that I don't you are chew a man properly. I think properly. I think you're a man who just chucks it down. Um, maybe. Um, yeah, I guess so. I don't really know. Well, apparently digestion starts in the mouth. Okay. Uh, but rather than advising an absolute number of times to chew your food, this nutritionist recommends people put their food or cutlery down between mouthfuls. Then, when you've finished chewing and swallowing, pick up your cutlery and take the next mouthful. I'm a slow eater, so I reckon um, I, I'm, I'm bang on, I'm bang into this because people just hoover up their food. I'm very, very slow, very methodical. I'm a bit of a chatter. Apparently, apparently, it's, science says, I'm always a little bit sceptical of nutritionists, but I don't really, because I don't fully know what their qualifications are. And, and, also, and also, but, you but, can make a bit of money doing it. Whenever there's money, where there's muck, there's gold, or whatever they call yeah, it. Yeah, true, muck, exactly. brass. Like dietitians and stuff. Mm. Anyway, but the thing that was really interesting about this article is saliva contains this thing, which I think is pronounced amylase, mm. um, which is an enzyme that chemically breaks, breaks down, down food. Yeah. But, well, listen to this. I didn't know this. Very little carbohydrate gets broken down in the stomach. Right. And if, and if um, 
if the food gets there without being properly digested, it means your stomach has to work a lot harder. Mm. Now, I think, and I'm really between the lines here, but I think this is snoozy. why you get tired after you have a meal. Mm. So if you chew your food, when you get a lot of bread in you, chew the food, chew the bread properly, and you won't feel as tired after you've eaten it. Yeah, but I, I mean, yeah, I, I am a very slow eater. I'm, I'm not very quick. But yeah, Wolf and you, maybe Wolf, maybe I'll, uh, I'll have a crack at not wolfing it down quite so quickly. Just write on this in the, for the synopsis notes later. Don't eat food quickly. Chewing food. Mm. Um, let's have a little ad break. All right, then. When we come back, I want to talk to you about an animal I've never heard of before. <laughs> okay, then. Fine. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Julian Assange there at Live Aid. Assange there at Live Aid. That, that was, I think that happened last weekend, the weekend before last. There was That video was being shared a lot on Twitter. Oh, because it was the anniversary um, of it. Anniversary. Yeah. Mm. Um, was it like a weird one, like the 16th or something? Well, 26th or whatever, rather than like a big one. Yeah, I think it was. Yeah. It was in 85, we se- right? We seem to... So yeah, we 34 to, years. Yeah. We seem to kind of like um, celebrate weird... Centenary, it's, because, weird it's because the internet is fueled now by mm. people trying to give angles to content to get it out there to share their own message. I've just noticed, Luke, you've got a big line across the front of your shirt. Is that a new shirt? No. It's been folded. What are you talking about? Yeah, you got okay. a line. You got a line there. That's probably because I had it folded up in the drawer. I uh, thought it was a new um, T-shirt. No, it's fairly. I was, new, I was trying to get us off the live head. Um. Peter, I, I said before the uh, break, I want to talk about an animal I've never heard of before. Um, this is part of the email section, of mm. course. Hello at LukeandPeteShow.com to get in touch. Dan's got in touch. Yes, Dan. And it's talking about something we, we mentioned on episode 178, mm-hmm. which is about the human consumption of chicken's feet. So okay, I think this yeah, might yeah. have been when you went, to, you went overseas or something, and, mm-hmm. and we were talking about um, how there can't really be anything of taste or nutritional value mm. in chicken's feet. So why do they serve them up? And I understand it's because in some parts of the world, you know, you should make the most out of every bit of food you've got. I get all that. I reckon um, you could probably crunch, put it all in your mouth and just crunch it. Oh, it'd be the, horrible, I imagine it? the bones would be quite... Cartilage probably, wouldn't it? Mm. Um, Dan's got in touch, said, um, I'm a zookeeper and I work with carnivores. Similarly to you to many of the species, I'm overly keen on chicken feet and some, like our cheetah, won't even bother with them. <laughs> it'd be fucking brilliant working in there too. <laughs> However, now, now, Pete, tell me how you would pronounce that, this animal here, right? I've got the link. How would you pronounce that? Dole. D a dole. D H O L E a dole, which apparently is an Asian wild dog. Yeah, uh, I've to, never heard of it before. We used to have them in um, at Twaikra Zoo. You Your zoo, them. yeah, wild, Did you? yeah, wild dogs, wild dogs. Um, anyway, apparently the dole will turn the chicken upside down so they can munch down the feet first. All eighteen in the dole pack show this same behaviour, and we have no idea why. When hunting, dole will generally attempt to eat the most nutritious parts of the prey's body, such as the organs, first. However, they have a preference for chicken feet in our zoo, much to our puzzlement. Love the show, Dan. So, yeah. if you know anything about dole... If you, that's, or, that's where to put your chicken feet. Send yeah. it to a dole. Or a sign whistling on, dog. Sign on to see the dole. Yeah, it's a, it's a lovely um, it's a lovely looking animal. 
like a kind of a cross between a fox and a. It looks like a cross between a fox and a dog. Fox and a dog. And as everyone knows, a fox is what happens when a dog and a cat have sex. Yeah. Um, so dogs are men and cats when, are women. It's when, it's when a glacier mint uh, needs a yeah. mascot. Um, hello to. Who have we got here? Communist cat. Hello, communist cat. Um, I believe in America. Uh, my most egregious school injustice story happened sometime around third grade. To provide some context, I was a wee lass and went to a school that was lax to the point that teachers were to be addressed by their first names. I do not endorse this. Nor do I. So it's very cool, teachers. However, the school in question turned out to be quite strict in relation to one issue, clubs. At around about this age, uh, there was quite a rivalry between the girls and the boys. While the boys would uh, start large games of uh, kickball and soccer, is boys kickball compared to soccer? Sounds like it should um, be the same thing to me. Um, yes, I am an American uh, amongst themselves. Uh, they would not let the girls join. This inspired the conception of the Girls' Defence Club, which sounds a bit EDL. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the Girls' Defence Club. It was a very small club that did just that, defended girls, which translated to the policy of asking the boys to let the girls join in and using sticks to etch giant peace signs on the field at recess. Oh, unfortunately, hello. hello. Unfortunately, the GDC uh, ended as soon as it began, uh, as the entire club, which uh, consisted of maybe three people, was held inside after school and was given a lecture stating that unauthorised clubs that were not sponsored by a parent or a company were strictly prohibited. I sobbed during the entire speech and quickly disbanded the club, which had lasted the duration of a single recess. This ridiculous injustice makes my blood boil to this very day. Communist cat. So, I mean, young feminist. Well, not, yeah. Yes, definitely. But more importantly, a young rabble rouser. Stop with that, I, well, it, my um, because of the strength of the spring on my microphone stand, it keeps moving it up. Sounds so, like we're recording in an iron So I'm not. So I'm not. Uh, so I'm move it, move it down again. Um, but yeah, uh, did you ever start a uh, little club at school? I remember starting. Yeah. I was involved in the conception of uh, a protest. A school-wide, and it was school-wide. Right. Uh, in my junior school, uh, to the dinner ladies who had been unfair to some of my friends so we started a big uh, we protest chant uh, how, how were they unfair I can't remember how old, but, were, you, uh, how old were you at the time uh, well like because school uh, I remember being told by one of the school dinner ladies I mean they're not they're just mums aren't they they're just mums who yeah. are like retired mums they want mums a little, they, they just, want a little, little job little, while the kids are at school yeah, yeah exactly yeah. Um, and so the, I'm fairly certain back in the day the, the, there's no real formal training that goes into that um, particular job I don't even know whether it exists anymore I presume it still does but um, or maybe there is I don't know but there certainly wasn't back then so they were actually well, you'd quite you'd have to be like probably checked and stuff now yeah, you, but, yeah. But, but they were actually at times quite um, hands on when it comes to you know they, they would like kind of glorify teachers sort of thing so they would come over and well they'd get a bit drunk on power you reckon one of them came up to me once and went you'll never amount to anything you're a fucking idiot like that. <laughs> which is which is true but, yeah, very, um, but very, very harsh. For, very, <laughs> she's wasted doing that job, man. <laughs> Fucking hell. She's... Very harsh, kind of like. But someone will be actually quite vindictive. To the point of going. So you, you're hurting. Thing. You're hurting inside. <laughs> you're like you, you're like the little. You bagel didn't man. even get the um, you'll ever amount to anything chat that we all got mm. in broadcasting from a, from a teacher. From a teacher. Yeah, you I got, got it from, from a dinner, dinner lady. lady. Yeah. Wow, that is like low, man. There are people who kind of. What did the other one say? What did the other one say to you? You're hurting inside. No, no, I'm saying that they're hurting inside. Oh, okay, like, you know, right. You know when, 
it's cat been lady yeah like yeah. Every, like she was she was a that? modern pariah but i kind of feel sorry yeah. for i feel sorry for bagel man he's out and inside and is the guys who think they can win a tennis point of serena williams they're hurt and inside. inside people who yeah. think that megan rapino isn't a, a, a legitimate uh superhero i know this isn't right inside. i know this isn't right but if a dinner lady said that to me even though i was 10 i'll just said hang on a minute you're a fucking dinner lady i think that's what i may have uh kind of uh what do you call it um what's the thought on the stairwell Oh yeah, stairwell. Oh, it's a uh, French thing. L'esprit de l'esprit de Scalier. Scalier, yeah. Um, I nearly said uh, Sabri Sancor, which I think might be Devil Without Corns or something, like that, <laughs> which is very different. Uh, which I may have gleaned L'esprit from. L'esprit de Scalier, game. yeah, I remember that. Yeah, um, but uh, yes. So you protested. We what, what basically we started a big chant saying we protest, we protest, um, and then a few people sort of like joined us, kind of marching around the uh, playground until the entirety of the school playground. None like, of them knew what was going on. Nobody knew what was going on, but everyone was going, we protest, we protest. And then there was a summit meeting with that master about what... Really? A, yeah. About um, some shoddy treatment by the... Um, dinner lady. Something horrible that the dinner lady had said. Wow. I mean, I think the... Di- I mean, the dinner lady was like the worst dinner lady. The comment to you she- specifically was this? Say again. No, no, they no. do with me, but no, okay. uh, similar, oh, down similar lines, I think. Okay, right. Um, you were the horrib- gateway a woman, drug. A woman was horrible to uh, to one of our friends. And uh, I think the dinner lady, when she saw the entirety of the school marching around the playground, shouting, we, we protest in a big snaky line. She thought I'm in trouble here. She thought I might be in trouble here. Yeah. I'm losing my, you know, she thought, my, little, my, my wee job. By the pricking of my thumbs, something wicked this way comes. <laughs> what about another school injustice then from mm. Eric? Okay. Who says, hi guys, after hearing your recent chat about school injustices, I had to share mine. One time in middle school, our entire grade had to eat lunch in a much smaller gymnasium as the normal cafeteria was being used for something. This led to everyone being packed in much tighter than usual and made supervision quite hard for the teachers and the staff. Mm. Obviously, being 13 or 14 years old at the time, something bad was going to happen and a food fight started just like the ones you see in the movies. The injustice, however, happened to a kid named Alex, who I witnessed get hit square in the face with a piece of pizza right at the beginning of the melee. Nice. Yet two hours later... When half our grade were being funneled in and out the principal's office to find out um, we'd been suspended from school the next day, there was Alex pleading his case that he didn't even throw any food. How could he have done? He spent the whole food fight trying to wipe pizza off his face. Love the show. Keep it coming. Uh, P.S. Pete, please come back to Korea. I'll buy you a Bexel energy drink. Um, <laughs> pizza in the face. It's like when yeah. um, Man United played Arsenal and someone chucked a piece of pizza at Alex Ferguson. <laughs> I thought he... Alex Ferguson was the one who chucked the pizza. Uh, he received a bit, did he? I think, I think it was Seth Fabregas who threw it at Alex Ferguson. If you threw a slice of pepperoni at uh, Alex Ferguson's cheek, would, it, would you even notice it was there? And no one was there to see the it. The same colour. Yeah. yeah you could you have mean. loads on there and you wouldn't know. That'd be painful getting... Um... His face might be protected by a thin layer of um, pepperoni and you wouldn't know because it's all red. It would be painful because, I mean, you know when you... The, I would say if you're going to go top three food stuff to burn the roof of your mouth, pizza's cheese, right up hot there. cheese, yeah. If you get a hot one right on your face, my goodness me. <laughs> it used to be a cruel, a cruel slur on people at my school if you had like spots people would call you pizza face pizza face yeah really mean I think remember the samurai pizza cats let's move on no the uh, what samurai pizza cats I think samurai a... pizza cats yeah no, I, I don't think it. it was a legitimate um, Japanese cartoon but I think they it, that, again that kind of like uh, bandwagon jumping I think uh, samurai pizza cats did you ever get involved in a food fight Pete is that what I don't you were protesting had, I don't think I've ever had one to be honest no I haven't yeah. either yeah um, one more email to squeeze one in one more match this is from we protest Matt Kasanoff. Nice. Good name. What a lovely name. This is a bit of a dirty one, Pete. It's right up your oh, street. All right. 
I never considered this before. Oh, I was going to unzip. Put it away. I was going to audibly unzip my flies, but I've got I've I've got a button trowel. Oh, trowel. That's a shame. Um, Matt Kasanoff says on the back of episodes one six eight to one seven one, you talked a lot about Brian Adams. <laughs> I don't remember doing that. Do you? <laughs> no. He said I thought it would be appropriate to share the following anecdote. <laughs> when I was probably seventeen, I was having a conversation about rock music with one of my best friends. I said. Something along the lines of, it's crazy how popular Summer of 69 is considering it's only about sex. Mm. Upon hearing this news, my friend displayed genuine shock proclaiming, I'm not sure that's true. I challenged him to look up the lyrics. Not only did he look up the lyrics, afterwards he still claimed it was not entirely clear whether or not the song was about sex. Here are some of the lines in the lyrics. Standing on your mama's porch, you told me that you'd wait forever. Oh, and when you held my hand, I knew it was now or never. Man, we were killing time. We were young and restless. We needed to unwind. I guess nothing can last forever. Forever, no. It was the summer of 69. Oh, yeah, me and my baby in 69. Oh. I'd never once considered that. Um, no, I, I thought he was too clean cut for that kind of behaviour. He's a very celebrated photographer now. <laughs> I thought you were going to say kind of linguist. When you think about it, right, It's it's got to be true. Yeah, it's got to be. Because yeah, no he was only born in 1959. Right. So he wasn't hanging out in... Unless he was particularly... At uh, nine years old. Advanced. With his girl that he fell in love with, really, was he? No. Like two Tetra ships. But they've put, they've put the inverted comma before 69 to make it out like it's short for 1969. Well, of course they have, because they can't go, I fucking, you know, I went down on my missus. No. I, I've had sex with a lady. I mean, it's not very, this is a, it's very this, reconstructed, is it? This is the song we're talking about. Yeah. I mean, number four in the 50 best Canadian singles of all time. Mm. Number 70 in the 500 greatest songs since you were born by Blender in 2005. Number 635 <laughs> in the 1,001 greatest singles ever made. You it's know. Summer 69. Yeah. What? Uh, played it till my fingers bled? That's got to be... <laughs> that's got to be something. No, because he talks about... Getting, he, says, he starts off and says, I got, I got my first real six string. Banjo string. Bought it at the five and dime. Remember mm. I told you my friend thought it said, bought it out of Claude Van Damme, <laughs> which doesn't make any sense. So I think he is actually talking about a guitar there. That is wonderful. But we are talking about a, a song here that charted... In you know, pretty much everywhere. He took pictures of Lady Diana. And he's allowed to give the kids that filth. God rest her. God rest her soul. Yeah. Yeah. Brian Adams, we never knew you. He sold 675,000 copies in the UK alone, that single. If, you've, if you're like... Um, Matt Kasanoff, you've blown our minds. If you ever want to see... If someone thinks they're all high and mighty, um, I can't imagine anyone who has had sex who's never done a 69. Where, where's this come from? I'm just saying, it's a humorous... Image when you just say because then saying. you've got the choice of who goes on top and who goes on the bottom. Like it's a funny situation for anyone to be in. I think so. If you ever, if a boss ever mugs you off, if a dinner lady possibly <laughs> ever says that you'll never amount to anything. So is this your just imagine of, in the in the in the sixty nine position? Is this your version of when you say if you're nervous, <laughs> imagine someone sat there with no clothes on? Yeah, yeah. yeah. absolutely your, your, going for it. It's your dirty version of it. Yeah, it? exactly. Yeah. You, you don't think any adult human being. Has not been in that situation, Pete. Yeah. Uh, I, well, there's they, one person here who hasn't. And if they <laughs> and if they haven't, they're missing out. Yeah. Is that yeah. the message you want to leave the listeners with today? What's this? It's it's the same um, theme. Basically, in Japan, they Pan have pipes. they have a uh, they have a very famous um, secondhand shop, and it's called Hard Off. Right. Uh, and they're quite celebrated for their music, their shitty panpipe music they've got in their uh, shops. Digital slap bass. Do you know that um, in, off. in most of the places where the pan pipes are played, it's actually known as a pan flute. 
Is that right? I think so, yeah. Do you know what I was thinking about the other day as well? Mm-hmm. That, that weird video with those guys from Saturday Night Live, one of which is in Brooklyn Nine-Nine now, right. who did that song with Michael Bolton, who becomes obsessed with Jack Sparrow. <laughs> yes. That's yes. funny, that, isn't it? Uh, what, um, I feel like it's Lon- a bit underrepresented, that. Lonely Island. Is that, it was a Lonely they've, Island. They've yeah. done a really good Netflix special where, uh, is it Jose Canseco? Or Sammy, uh, I, I think it's Jose Canseco and, and another one. Basically, two baseball guys who um, were found to have used steroids at some point. I'm not. I'm not saying it was as as I can say, but right. one of those ones that were in that Simpsons episode. Like talking Barry Bonds, or whatever. Ball. From here oh, to San Diego, uh, Daryl Strawberry. Daryl Strawberry. I mean the Strobs. They weren't all taking. Um, it wasn't. It was to do with that. Wasn't part of the narrative. No. Yeah, yeah, but sorry. but uh, in real life, um, right. some baseball players will cock bats and take them drugs. Yeah, um, I find cock bats fascinating. Absolutely yeah, I fascinating. do. Some ba- um, some uh, bands, some baseball teams have. If it floats, with, it's a witch with liquid uh, with liquid mercury. Wow, which would increase well, mercury is liquid just anyway. as you hit That's the a tautology, isn't it? <laughs> well, no, it's, I mean it, no, because it's got a high low. Melting point? Well, no it's, melting it's point. a liquid at room temperature, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, well, we used to have a little maze that we got on a Christmas cracker. That was it, not mercury. It was. Even in the 80s, that was. I'm telling mercury. you, that was fucking mercury. You man. are, that is, your brain has remembered a small ball bearing. No to way. Be mercury. I'm telling you They're now. They're not putting mercury in a kid's toy in the 80s. That was prime, you can't touch mercury situation. Hello, there it is, published in 1978. We had one well into the 80s, mate. That's not mercury, that's yes, a ball. It is. It's yeah, not. it's called the mercury maze, no. but it's clear. Why is it in a ball then? That's clearly not a glob of mercury. That's just a ball bearing. The aim of the game is to rotate and tilt the puzzle to get the silver blob of mercury into the centre of the maze. Show me that. It is a late example of the use of mercury in a game aimed at children and young people. Unbelievable. Mercury is known to be toxic and hazardous to health and is consequently banned or restricted from use in manufacturing. We had one, mate. I'm putting putting the hard-off advert on. How do you feel about that? Mercury maze? I know how you feel based on this music. Imagine off house. That's a, a house-based um, second-hand shop. Where the mercury maze? The man just come out of our cupboard. So mercury maze. Get out of here, Pete. Bring the theme tune in because I want people's last impression of this show to be. You were right, and I was wrong. We have mercury mazes in our house. You could have broken that out and got cancer. My mum didn't give a shit. She, was, she used to watch me play it all the time. She didn't give a shit, mate. <laughs> Inhaling the fumes. Only made of really thin plastic as well. Oh, dear me. Probably would have sunk into my skin and poisoned my bloodstream. Yeah, you would have been gone grey like that man who drank all of that colloidal silver. Yeah. Mm. We all know him. This was a Radio Stakhanov production.